0: Hi there. We have said so much and we've been through so so many verses and finally we get to righteousness and justification. So to be to be justified, to be righteous is all by faith, not by works, just as we've we've said uh, previously. It's it's based on faith in Jesus Christ and not by works. It's all about the fellowship and the relationship we can now have through this price that was paid by uh, Christ bringing us to God through the cross, through the forgiveness, which he so clearly and boldly displayed the love of God towards the whole world. So if we start in Acts, Acts 13, verse 38, Therefore, Let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins, and by him everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So it's not by works, but by believing in Jesus Christ, by believing that the price was paid for for the forgiveness of my sins and receiving that price for myself. This is just exactly the same as that thief on the cross who just said, you are Lord, you are truly the Son of God who paid the price, who is paying the price literally at at that specific moment, paying the price for the sins of the world, including me. And I receive you as my Lord. When you are in your kingdom, think of me. And Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise by simply saying, Lord, I believe you are the Christ. The one who died for the sins of of me, of my sins and the whole world. So, uh, in uh, John 14, Jesus himself says, Jesus said in verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, he is the way. The way to what? The way to the Father. No one comes to the Father. So Jesus said, I am the way to the Father. He also said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So here he says he came and the, the purpose was to give so that we might have everlasting life. Some translations say eternal life, eternal everlasting life. So he is the way. The Father, He came to give eternal life. What is eternal life then? John 17, verse 3. And this is eternal life, that we that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So eternal life is to know. Eternal life is relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. So Jesus on on the cross brought forgiveness which was peace from God and he opened the way for us to now come to God as Father. In the Old Testament it was God as God. In um Romans round about three and four we is it two two three and four we just read about God so openly being displayed in nature and everyone can see God and they can attempt to come to God. And they have so many ways and I almost want to say religious acts of how they can change themselves or be transformed into something different that would be acceptable to God and trying to come to God. But then Jesus Christ said, the only way to come to God as Father, meaning to become a son of God, is through me. I am the way to the Father, the truth and the life. So... The whole idea was Jesus came to restore the relationship between God and man. And um, so now we can receive this relationship, this everlasting life, this eternal everlasting life that we have with him. We receive through faith in Jesus Christ and so coming to God as Father. We receive the peace that he so dearly paid for but relationship if it's all about relationship relationship is a two-way street so so far we've seen that God so clearly has provided peace from his side he established the peace by dying or sending his son to die for the sins of the world on the cross so God opened the way through Jesus he opened the way to the father but the two-way street what about our side? What, what about us now? Romans 5 verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's interesting. Therefore, having been justified... Justification comes through accepting the peace and the forgiveness which Christ paid for, which was peace from God. By accepting and receiving that peace, we now have peace towards God. Ah, nice. We have peace with God by recognizing that Jesus had done it all, that Jesus had paid the price. And it's not by works not by our own efforts and our works and our doing and our religious acts that we come to God, but by the work that Jesus did and by us believing and relying and literally resting in the works that Jesus Christ did for us on our behalf on the cross. So by believing, we Accept his peace, and we now have peace towards him because we received the forgiveness which he paid for. Therefore, we are now born again from the Spirit as sons of God, and we come to God as Father because we received his gift. So, resting in him, believing in him, is peace in him or peace towards him, with him. Because we no longer depend on our works to do something for Him. But I can rest knowing that the Father loves me. Therefore, I can now just openly come to Him and love Him for who He truly is in my life. I do not have to work. I do not have to accomplish. I do not have to attain anything. I simply receive His love for me. And in return, I just love Him back. And how Can you not love God if you can come to know how much He truly already loves you and now through the cross has forgiven you as well? Man, it's awesome. So I have peace with God because He has peace with me. It sort of sounds like we love Him because He first loved us. That truly is the whole purpose and the message of this gospel is to have an open relationship with the Father that we can come to know His love, His goodness. Remember where we came from? We can receive His goodness and His faithfulness and His forgiveness and the peace and therefore have peace back towards Him. And so a peace relationship is established from both sides. if If we just go on, the same Romans 5, and we get to verse 11, it says, And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So through Jesus, we who now have come to God have received reconciliation. You know what reconciliation means? It means, if you look at accounting, both sides are squared. The uh, the debit and the credit side matches. Everything is summed up and everything is equal. Reconciliation literally means to be equal on both sides. So therefore, uh, if you go through, through the Bible, especially John, I just love the book of John. It comes to, to a point in John 14, 15, 16, and 17, where Jesus... Shares one thing with them, and that is about being one with God. Let they be one as we are one. I in them, they in me, we in you, and just one big oneness that we can receive. That oneness literally speaks of the reconciliation of us now being sons of God, being born again from this new Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. And we come to God as Father. Amen. That's just awesome. As a uh, summary of these three, three videos that we have, we have now made, I just wrote down a couple of things that I would like to, to read. Uh, we preach forgiveness of sins, that God proved His love and intention through the cross. The cross brought peace from God through forgiveness to the whole world. Therefore, God is not angry at the world. This is very important. God is not angry at the world. He loves the world so, so much that he sent his son for the forgiveness of the world. The price was paid for. You opened the way and peace was established from his side. That's why we can say to all people, God loves you and God is good and he is only good. This truly becomes a powerful message once you know that the forgiveness was, was paid for. That God loves you exactly as you are. He loves you just as you are. Sinner, unholy, unrighteous, even unbeliever. I want to tell you God loves you. And he proved his love by sending his son on, on, that, on that cross to pay for the forgiveness of the world. And um, he is therefore good and only good. And this goodness can establish your heart to repent and come to Him and receive the goodness of which he, He already so clearly proved and showed. The thing is, we experience God's goodness without relationship. Only born again and saved into eternal life once we have relationship with God as Father through Jesus Christ. When we come to God through Jesus, by believing the price that was paid for, we are born again and receive the gift. Only once receiving the gift, you are truly born again and um, saved into eternal life, into fellowship, into relationship. Remember John 17 verse 3. We need to receive the paid for gift in order to enter into relationship. The gift was bought by the blood of Jesus we simply need to receive it and be justified by believing by receiving the already paid for gift just like the um, earrings they're already paid for and they've openly been displayed as given all we need to do is receive that for ourselves the earrings just as the gift what is this this gift Uh, Know that the price for forgiveness is paid for. So start off with knowing that the price for forgiveness was paid for. Then that we can now have peace towards God and not having our works being the foundation of our righteousness before God, but our belief in Jesus Christ being the foundation of our righteousness before God. So then we enter into fellowship with God as Father and are born again and become sons of God. And in relationship, we come to know the Father more and more. And we come to realize the goodness and the love He already has, He already shown to us. But we start experiencing that goodness and the love of God. So what is the um, outcome? What is the, the uh, uh, purpose of it all? read Acts 10 verse 43. To him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words. What words? Forgiveness. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Why, did, why was it poured out? Because they received the message of forgiveness. And when the message of forgiveness was received, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. But let's go on. For they heard them speak. This is now... Um, fruit of the Holy Spirit, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and they asked him to stay a few days. So preaching forgiveness of sins leads to baptism in the Holy Spirit. It means having relationship with God who is spirit and being one, being reconciled back to him and receiving himself in our lives. And now having relationship with the spirit who is God himself as father, which means we are now sons and that peace, love relationship is established in our hearts. Isn't that absolutely wonderful? The preaching of forgiveness of sin leads to baptism in the Holy Spirit. So the whole point of this entire message of these three three videos is summed up in these few, few verses. 1 John 4 verse 9. In this the love of God was manifested towards us. His love towards us was clearly shown. It was manifested in this. That God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the perpetuation of our sins. Just meaning He became our sins, that we might live through Him, those who receive this. And then verse 18. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. It simply says, we fear to come to God. We fear God because we think he has punishment or torment towards us. And that's not true. God is not angry at you, and no one in the world is not angry at anyone in the world. He is good and he is only good and forgiveness was paid for on the cross. That's why we, let's just read this. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. You have not come to know the love God has for you. Therefore, you have fear towards him. There does not need to be fear because there is so clearly proven to be love openly displayed by Him sending His Son on on the cross to die for unbelievers, for unrighteous, unholy people, ungodly people He died for on the cross, for the forgiveness that was paid for. So, God loves you so much. And I have such boldness and confidence to tell you this, whoever you are, whether believer or not, God loves you so much. Now, The part of repentance is call upon him, receive him as Lord. Come to him exactly as you are, just like the thief, bad as you are. Come to him and receive him. There is no need for fear because there is love. There is peace from his side. And receive and experience the love and the goodness which God so clearly shows to us. Receive that in your life by simply coming to him and receiving this price. It was so dearly paid for. And be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Why would you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Why would you want to have relationship with Him? Well, first of all, He's so amazing and He's so good. And just spending time with Him absolutely transforms your life. But even more than that, Romans 5 verse 17, and I'm ending off with this verse. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one. Much more surely will those who receive... Just listen to this. This will now sum up the whole story, if you can just see my heart here. The heart of God, actually, in fact. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, His unmerited favor, not based on your works, but on His... And the free gift of righteousness, those who receive the free gift of righteousness, which means putting them into right standing with God, your justification, your righteousness. Those who receive this free gift of God shall reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. And then we reign as kings on earth in life. Why? Through because of what Jesus did on the cross. And by receiving his forgiveness, we can demonstrate the power and the love of the creator, God, our father himself, to the whole world. And see many, many lives change and people's souls just transformed in Jesus name. So I just quickly want to to, uh, pray this. If you are a believer, I want to tell you there's so much more. No matter what you've seen, even if you have raised the dead, if you've seen blind sea, if you've walked on water, I want to tell you there's so much more than that as a believer. If you are an unbeliever, I want to tell you the exact same thing. There's so much in the goodness and the love of God. I want to encourage you. He himself says, come to me, all who are weary, not come to me who are believers, All who are weary, even unbelievers, simply have to believe that he is good. And he's the rewarder of those who seek. And the, the price was paid by Jesus to bring the peace from God. And like a father, he sits there openly waiting for you to come to him and to receive the love he so clearly openly displayed towards you. As believer and unbeliever, I want to encourage you, come to him and receive the love, the goodness of God in your life even more. As you watch this in Jesus' name, may you see and experience this love, the forgiveness and the peace from God in your life in Jesus' name. Amen.